What up, boys and ghouls? Welcome back to r slash no sleep, where I read creepy, scary, and downright messed up stories. Today's episode is a creepy story by Casal the Viking, so sit back, relax, and get ready for your skin to crawl. This story is titled, I Think There Is a Presence in My Home. It all started over half a year ago. Me and my roommate had just moved into a new home. It wasn't new in the literal sense, as the home was built in the 1970s, but it was much bigger and better than our previous one. The prior homeowner had been a hoarder. So much of the home suffered damage that needed to be repaired. We spent a good amount of time fixing up various issues just to make this house a home. New carpet was laid out in most of the rooms, and we bought in new furniture as well. After all that, and some minor adjustments, this place really started to feel lively. My roommate, who was the actual homeowner, took a room upstairs. The house had three bedrooms, two bathrooms, one upstairs and one downstairs, and an office in the basement. With my roommate's help, we turned the office into a fourth bedroom, which I took as mine. Before winter hit and the glistening, not-so-insulating snow fell, we had brand new ductwork done because the boiler heat just wouldn't have been enough. That's when it started. You see, the basement layout is as follows. You walk in a large, ornate set of red double doors and are immediately greeted by a narrow staircase, going up to the living room and one going down to the basement. Across from the bottom of the stairs is a bathroom, and to the left is a door that leads you to the garage. The door has a square window that often reflects a bit too much light during the night, and sometimes shadows get caught in its glass that offer a certain unease in the late hours of the day. The door has a square window that often reflects a bit too much of the light during the night. Sometimes shadows get caught in its glass that offer a certain unease in the late hours of the day. Now, if you turn right from the stairs, you'll walk across a cold blue tile floor until it meets the carpet. A second living room, if you will. In the second living room is a fireplace that isn't used and a wide spanning set of windows to the outside world. The further you walk through the room, the more you wonder if the door at the end could be anything more than a closet. But as you open it, you realize it's actually quite expansive, and this one is mine. When I say this is when it started, I don't mean some run-of-the-mill haunting ghostly presence nonsense. I mean not in a way that others may believe in ghosts and all that. In fact, the only things that would happen were negligible. Some minor sounds that I passed off as the wood of the house settling with its age. One night, however, I was lying in bed. I often use a fan for white noise. And I swear I heard the unmistakable sound of someone rubbing their hands together. Aside from the fan, there were no other noises. Well, apart from the new furnace kicking on and off every once in a while but that doesn't sound anywhere near skin-on-skin -skin contact. 
still, I let it fall off me. As I said before, I don't really believe in ghosts or hauntings. Not in the way others believe. Here's a little background information on my beliefs before we continue. Let's say an esteemed and quite wealthy British family in the Victorian era of London is enjoying a casual stay at home Saturday evening with their four children. This family's home is larger than most, but smaller than some, so its size wasn't something you simply ignore. But inside the home was something even more ostentatious. A chandelier, a big one, the kind of hanging ornament that would leave you wondering, why does someone need such an obtrusive bauble? And their answer would be, why not? The family sincerely enjoyed their home. The father was the owner of a shipping company, and the mother tended to the books and the accounts for said company. They were a power duo that often had their peers questioning how they maintained such a functional household. But one day, that all changed. On a stormy Tuesday afternoon, tragedy struck. The thunder outside shook every home, that gloomy, dark, and droll late summer's day. And the family were once again indoors. Their four children were running around the house playing hide-and-seek while the parents caught up on some of their more recent ventures in the shipping business. One of the children asks if their mother will play with them, to which she replies, Oh, my darling, of course I will. Just give your mum some time to finish her numbers. The father, having overheard the conversation, says, Nonsense, dear. Go, play with the children. You can do that stuff any time, but they will not be playing games like hide-and-seek their whole lives. The mother thanked the father for his blessing and proceeded to join the children in their game. Soon, she was running around the house with them, hiding in the armoire, under the stairs, and even the antique suit of armor that was standing in a corner near the hall that housed the grandiose chandelier. For whatever reason, the children could not find their mother. Maybe they had given up searching. Regardless, she decided that she would try and find them instead. And so, she left her hiding spot and walked down the hall, right under the chandelier. That's when it happened. A particularly violent bout of thunder rattled the house and the chandelier along with it. The fixtures must not have been fitted right, or perhaps the structure of the ceiling wasn't up to par. Whatever the case may be, the chandelier suddenly snapped and sent it hurtling towards the floor. The mother had no time to react, and within mere seconds she was trapped underneath its crystalline grandeur. The heaviness of it was crushing her chest cavity, leaving her unable to express her pain for the house to hear. And nobody came looking for her until the children confessed to their father of having not seen their mother for quite some time. When he heard this, he shot up from his desk immediately and began calling her name all the while, never realizing that the sound he heard thirty minutes earlier was not actually the sound of a second wave of thunder, but really the sound of the hulkingly opulent chandelier crushing his wife in an instant. 
As he rounded the corner that connected the hall to the main room, he saw her with a pool of blood soaking into the already red carpet covering the floor. Her white dress was painted a new color that fateful afternoon, and all he could do was cry out in agony over the loss of his dear wife. Who wouldn't? This brings me to my beliefs. An exhaustively specific story, I know, but it's important for you to realize what I recognize as a ghost. So, when I ask you, does this sound like a particularly traumatic event? I expect you to say yes. And when I ask you if the entire family grieving around the shattered corpse of their loved one is enough to send a ripple through the fabric of time, I expect you to say yes. With that being said, allow me to further explain and add that time is like a record player. It spins around and around, often repeating itself. An event like this could be enough to leave an indefinite scratch on the record of time, and thus, a ghost is created. You know stories like, she wanders down the stairs but always disappears before she reaches the bottom? Yeah. This is the same thing. To this day, you may expect that the current owners of said home, that originally included the chandelier, may experience the anomaly of a woman who looks like she belongs in the Victorian era walking down their long hall, only to cease to exist upon reaching the middle of the room. This is because the record of time has once again reached the scratch in the record and is now replaying the events of her dramatic death. The problem occurs when something else, something much more malevolent, animates the former shell in order to manipulate or even please the host of the home. Sometimes, these mischievous beings become corrupted and skewed. I've learned to call them elementals. All of this is important for you to know because I have been experiencing the classic signs of a textbook haunting. Since I don't believe in ghosts in a similar fashion as others, do I really have to worry about that? Yes, and here's why. A week ago, I began noticing something. As I leave my room, turning right to walk towards the bathroom, I often enter with the feeling of being watched. After handling my business and leaving the bathroom, my eyes can't help but glance at the staircase ascending into the dark upper floors of the home. Even if it's just the slight turning of my head as I face to the left and begin walking back to my room, I tell you this with certainty that something sits on the staircase and watches me. At first, I didn't feel a negative presence coming from it, but that only lasted so long because soon things began to develop further. As I would leave the bathroom and catch a glimpse of the shadow on the stairs, I would walk towards my room, tensed up from my shoulders down. I then made the mistake of looking over my shoulder in the direction of the bathroom. That's when I saw the reflection of something unrecognizable in the window of the door to the garage. It was just 
standing there, like a silent sentinel, guarding the transition from the bathroom to the staircase. But for what purpose? I started asking my roommate if he had experienced anything unnatural in the home, and he mentioned something about his door handle jiggling while he was relaxing in his room. I inquired further, but he claimed it was just some sort of air pressure issues, and that it didn't bother him. When I brought up what I had been experiencing, he jokingly said it was probably the previous owner, wondering what happened to all the things he had hoarded in his home. There were literally tons of just about anything you can think of removed from the home prior to us moving in. But if that's all it was, then why am I starting to feel uneasy at night? I feel like I'm unwelcome. Like I'm intruding on someone's way of living. When I sit at my computer desk, I hear scratching in the walls. It could be mice. Could be anything, really. But that doesn't explain the scratching at my door. The other night, a bat got into the house. We are unsure as to how, and we managed to get it out before anything crazy happened. When it happened a second time, no doors or windows were open, and there wasn't a single feasible way as to how one would get inside. Then it happened a second time. No doors or windows were open, and there wasn't a single feasible way as to how one would get inside. So we, being me and the roommate, got rid of it once again. We still aren't sure if that was the same bat or not. I'm not the one who was afraid of the dark. I used to be when I was a kid, but this thing has me second-guessing every step I take at night. I've even gone as far as to plug little glowing bulbs into the outlet to light my way from my room to the bathroom. The furnace scares me now, too. Well, scare is... scares isn't really the right word, but I do jump when I hear it kick on occasionally. Its heated breath sometimes sounds like a demon's howl, and that reminds me of the possibility that I'm not alone here. I'm never truly alone. My roommate is upstairs. But that might as well be a world away when there's a malignant shadow sulking on the stairs. Now things are getting worse. Just three days ago, I was leaving the home, and as I took my first steps down the concrete stairs leading into the home, I felt a sensation of being pushed and quickly fell backwards. I skinned my knee and bust my elbow quite badly, and I'm still dealing with the repercussions. Then, I started hearing more noises. But now they're like soft whispers and growls. The whispers aren't saying anything coherent, but they're plaguing my sleep, making it exceedingly difficult to find comfort and solace in my own bed. Most of these things can be explained with simple science or natural phenomena. But as I'm writing this, walking back from the bathroom, I saw once again a shadowy figure sitting on the stairs. And if it isn't harboring any ill will towards me, then why is it trying to get into my room so fiercely at this moment? It's banging on the door with a ferocity that doesn't rival any wild animal. I wonder what you all think about this. I'm trying to ignore it, and I surely hope it doesn't get any worse.
What do you guys think? Is it a haunting or an ex-homeowner? Either way, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening, boys and ghouls, and I hope you found this story as creepy as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification button so you get updates for the newest daily creepy story. As always, the author of the story will be credited in the description. Feel free to send them some love over on Reddit, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye!